The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone, goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again! Platoon, present cell phone. High Five! High Five! Casino! Casino! Win at High Five Casino! High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Before AI can help your business predict demand, accelerate growth, inform decisions, automate tasks, reveal insights, generate content, you have to trust it. Introducing WatsonX Governance. Helping you govern any AI as data, models, and policies change so you can scale it responsibly. Let's create AI that begins with trust with WatsonX Governance. Learn more at ibm.com governance. IBM. Let's create. Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash covers your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized, soft and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. For the third year, Olay Body is a proud sponsor of iHeartRadio and P&G's Can't Cancel Pride and supporter of the LGBTQ plus community. So this pride glow with confidence, not just all month, but all year long. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. It Could Happen Here is a podcast that you're listening to. And, you know, mostly we talk about problems that you should be aware of. Sometimes we talk about solutions. And today, we're kind of going to talk about a solution. Today is one of our famed good news episodes. So everybody, everybody celebrate and also give your name for the folks at home. Yay, I'm James. Yay, I'm Gare. Yay, I'm Chris. Wonderful, guys. That was perfect. That was that was completely natural. Mm-hmm. Just just like we practiced. Um, <laughs> so the thing that the thing that is noteworthy and the thing that we're celebrating and also explaining today is that this summer we, we're recording this, what, like a day into September, two days into September. Um, so we are we are. Yeah, what, it's September 1st. So we have officially gotten through the summer um, without a right wing rally in Portland that degenerates into a gigantic brawl. This is the first year that has happened since 2017. So starting in 2017, 
Patriot Prayer and the Proud Boys and other affiliated groups would very regularly, and they would do it throughout the year, but particularly during the summers, um, hold protests and marches. And th- these all had different themes. They were the Second Amendment rallies, rally against Marxism, rally in support of the fucking cops, the Him Too rally, all sorts of stupid, stupid fucking names. Um, but the main pro- the main purpose of them all was so that there would be gigantic fistfights uh, between you know Proud Boys and Patriot Prayer Brawlers and anti-fascists. That was the reason to hold these events. And they got increasingly gnarly and increasingly violent until everything culminated in the summer of 2020 in this massive Trump caravan through the city with like thousands of trucks, people shooting paintballs and spraying mace and throwing shit off the back of trucks. And then uh, a Patriot Prayer member named Aaron Danielson got his ass shot to death uh, by an anti-fascist during a somewhat unclear altercation outside of a parking garage. Uh, what I can say is that everyone involved was heavily armed. Um, and yeah, after that, uh, there were some more very ugly fights, but um, an increasing like thing that happened was that there would be gunfire at these protests. And the next year, um, at an anniversary fucking fistfight thing, uh, a right-wing demonstrator fired into a crowd of anti-fascists in downtown Fort Portland who returned fire and drove him off. He was arrested. Um, a bunch of, there was a big stupid fight at a Kmart in another part of town the same day, a abandoned Kmart parking lot that held a massive brawl. (laughs) And uh, several of them got, several of the Proud Boy types got real nasty charges from that one, uh, after the police, as they generally did, chose not to take any kind of action. Um, and then, you know, things kind of petered out, um, and nothing... There have not been any right-wing rallies since. There was one mass shooting attack on a weekly racial justice protest in Portland earlier this year, um, where a fascist fired into a crowd of women who were doing corking duty. Um, He killed one woman, um, and he wounded four other people. And um, yeah, uh, he was taken down, shot twice in the hip by uh, a protester who was armed security for that march. And after that, there hasn't really been anything. And this is a, the interesting, one of the things that's, there's a number of things that are interesting here, but one of them is that this has occurred while Proud Boy chapters are recording record recruitment. Uh, there's more new chapters of the Proud Boys than there were prior to January 6th. And there have been at least 200 something right-wing gatherings around the country with like Proud Boys and other affiliated groups in attendance since January 6th. Um, so nationwide, the kind of rallies that Portland's been seeing since 2017 got more common, and they didn't happen at all in Portland this year, and that's what we're here to talk about today. I think it, now, there's a couple of things that are have contributed to the current state of affairs, um, which I think broadly can be described as the right is kind of scared to do big events in Portland. There have been a couple of, like, sputtering attempts. They drove through town on their way to Washington real quickly as part of this caravan once, but they didn't go through downtown again. It wasn't like... One guy did fire at people on a bridge with a handgun, uh, which the police did nothing about. But they're not willing to, like, hang around. And I think there's a few reasons why they've been scared off. Number one, they keep getting shot. Um, That has happened several times now. Um, Number two, the physical resistance to them has been gnarlier, as if the fights. Um, People have gotten smarter about how they do some aspects of the fighting, involving, like, a lot of property 
like spraying paint on people's fancy body armor and shit, which is expensive. And then after five years of ignoring it, um, the state has actually started charging right-wing brawlers with felonies, which uh, has scared, I think, a lot of them off. Um, and yeah, so that's that's kind of where we are now. And I think one of the things people should be paying attention to is what Portland had to do and and both how long it took, but also like what kind of things were involved to actually get to this point, because other folks are going to need to be willing to do some of the shit people had to do in Portland for years, which includes like fucking strapping on gear and going out to confront these people in the street. Yeah, I think um, it's really interesting, right? Because I just I know you've written a piece about this uh, for New Lines, if, if yeah. I remember correctly. Yeah, 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 that'll be up by the time this uh, this runs. Cool. Um, yeah, I just read it. I thought it was really good. Um, it reminds me of like when we talk about anti-fascism historically, right? We we sort of talk about the high points a lot, and the one that at least I see most people going back to is the Battle of Cable Street in okay. London in 1936, which people will probably I know you've had it in bastards episodes before. Yes, um, and it's a very similar thing, right? Like it, it's a broad intersexual coalition of people who are like, we will not let you do this shit in our space, and we will physically fucking stop you. And if the police try and protect you, we will stop them doing that as well. There's incidents between mostly fascists and anti-fascists, like throughout the 30s and a lot later in British history. But it's a very similar kind of playbook i guess right it's like physical force opposition to fascist gatherings like not letting them feel safe in your space yeah not letting them feel safe and not letting them go unopposed because i mean one of the things that was kind of repeatedly a factor in portland is that when the anti-fascists outnumbered the right from the start and significantly there was a lot less violence on on the days when that happened um and so it wasn't always a matter of people needing to show up to literally fight. There are times when like a show of force can work. And I think a good example of that in recent times in, in Texas in the DFW area, obviously, is a hot point for different right wing groups, including the Proud Boys, harassing LGBT events, stuff like drag queen story hours and that sort of thing. And members of the Elm Fork John Brown Gun Club, who we've had on the show and, and other affiliated groups have been showing up armed and in armor most recently to protect like a drag brunch um, that was being counter protested. And you can see like photos of like, there's a fucking proud boy with a bat with fucking barbed wire wrapped around it. Just yeah. standing and there, there, and in this, like I, you don't show up with the bat wrapped in barbed wire, unless you're hoping you're going to get to bash somebody's fucking head in. And that guy wound up standing oh, yeah. off at the sideline all day long because uh, a bunch of people were there with rifles. <laughs> I think that guy may not legally be allowed to possess firearms. <laughs> yes, I also suspect that guy has a felony yeah. record. Yeah, because he yeah. also had a nightstick and like several other like mall ninja like meme mm-hmm. tier weapons. It was uh, be- yeah, Ugh. yeah. Those say I mean, to me. And um, look, if I'm if I'm going to be totally fair, meme tier weapons no no side in this fight because for a long time <laughs> in Portland there was an individual who would bring a pair of samurai swords to every one of those God. demonstrations. And we're we are talking gas station grade samurai yeah, swords. Yeah, did they have the uh, the oil slick effect oh, on them? That's they must have. Good. They must have. Mm-hmm. No, he never drew his blades because, of course, then he would have had. They would have had to taste blood. That's the rule. Yeah, that's a legal <laughs> yeah can. ramification there. Yeah. Well, also, also, it's impossible to take the swords out when you have them mounted on your back. It's, it's also you, impossible. It's, just, it's to literally use impossible them. to take the sword out. Let's do the tactical uh, back scratch. <laughs> uh huh. It's an offensive position. But no, I think it is worth talking about the types of other cities where there have been a sizable amount of 
far-right protests this summer, especially targeted mm-hmm. at queer people, um, and how Portland is one of the cities where that did not happen. I mean, we've, we've seen a lot of stuff in Dallas, and the Elm Fork people have mm-hmm. been doing a pretty good job in both denying mm-hmm. the right ground to game, but also denying them any of their like fight footage that they love yes. to gather. Yeah, yeah, they've, yeah. They've done a really good job at balancing yeah. that aspect, which is very, very challenging. It's very challenging, and it takes a lot of discipline. And obviously, when we think kind of tactically about what guns mean in a situation like this, they're tools that have ups. The downside of guns is that if things go wrong and everybody's strapped, the potential is for things to go very fucking wrong indeed. Um, the upside is that when you have a line of people with rifles, the dudes with knives and batons and shit are a hell of a lot less likely to want to start a fucking fight because it's the, uh, the consequences are immediately obvious. You could look at it as kind of like the protest equivalent of, of mutually assured destruction of sort of the old yeah. internet, like of, of how the U.S. and the Soviet Union managed nuclear tensions. Um, yeah. But it 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 has been very effective in Dallas for that reason and i think it's i think the fact that protests became increasingly armed in portland and also that there are by my count at least 3 cases of fascists uh being run off or injured or killed uh by protesters with firearms that is part of why they they didn't want to do that shit so much anymore mhm i think that part's important too because like, I, I think there was a real danger after Rittenhouse that right-wing protesters were going to see this and just be like, no, we can just shoot these people, right? Because, you know, you have a situation where suddenly it becomes very clear that the state is not going to prosecute people if, like, right-wing protesters for shooting people. But, you know, okay, if, if, the, if the deterrence is not the state, if the deterrence is if you try to get into a gunfight, you're going to lose and get shot, like, that, that I think has been extremely effective in a lot of ways. Yeah. Earlier, so sort of hadn't. I think it's probably worth noting as well that like where it's been effective, it's been effective because it's been organized and like, I don't want to use the word discipline because maybe discipline implies authority that that doesn't exist, but uh, like there's been some kind of collective restraint and agreement on rules of engagement and stuff, which, yeah, uh, because I've also seen folks try to do this unilaterally and that does not fucking end well. Like if you're the, if you're the one person open carrying, uh, especially in a state where that's not legal, like you're just the one person going to prison. Yeah, and obviously open carry protests only work in states where that can be done legally. Yeah, doing yeah. that in Texas is different than doing that in California. Yeah, yeah that's no. what I'm here to tell you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's a, it's a force multiplier, right? Like these guys have, I think especially people on the right have like absorbed so much like of this sort of like there are types of male as delineated by the Greek alphabet bollocks. And they've convinced themselves that they are alphas and that they can win a oh. fist fight. No, James, I, I've seen more sigmas than alphas at protests. Have you seen more sigmas? Oh, I, so many sigmas. I've seen a few epsilons, man. I, I don't know if that's a type of male. I, I met a real sigma at an anti-mask protest in 2020 who brought his <laughs> AR and a 60-round drum and bragged that he had uh, 500 rounds loaded into magazines as he, as he protested masks in front of the state capitol. And it was like, <laughs> the people he was protesting were specifically like about a dozen nurses who were standing yeah. around with us. It was like, you got fi- you need those 500 bullets for those unarmed nurses wearing yeah. signs telling you to mask? <laughs> He's ready for when the shit hits the fan, Robert. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, now, no he, make yeah. it, I'm guessing. 
Oh, I, I don't believe I saw a med kit. I used to try yeah. to make a note of it. I will say the right in the last year, I've noticed more med kits and pictures that I've seen. So good, mm. good, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, like if you are a person who's not like physically enormous or like, like I said, these guys have convinced themselves that like they are somehow like top tier brawlers, even though mm -hmm. we've seen the Patriot front videos and they're very funny. Uh, like it, it's like a force equalizer, I guess. Right. It, it allows people to sort of enter that space without having to be 500 or like, you know, massive dudes. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino. Glow with your best skin. Be confident in your skin. Be brave in your skin. With Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash, cover your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. Olay Body is a proud sponsor and supporter of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride, raising funds and support for the LGBTQ plus community. Olay Body wants you to feel empowered to live with confidence in your own skin, not just all month, but all year long. And when you feel the best in your skin, you can do anything. So this pride glow with confidence with the help of Olay Body. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Happy Pride! You're probably careful with your personal information. But what about the other places that have it? Like the doctor's office that mixed up your files. They have your social security number. The power company that mistakenly cut your service has your payment info and last three addresses. And the hotel that lost your reservation has your passport info. Your information is in endless places out of your control. Any one of them could accidentally expose you to hackers and identity theft through lax security, breaches, or simple mistakes. But LifeLock monitors millions of data points every second and alerts you to a wide range of threats. If your identity is stolen, a U.S.-based restoration specialist will fix it, guaranteed, or your money back. With plans covering up to $3 million for stolen funds and expenses. Mistakes happen. Don't let not having protection be one of them. Save up to 40% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 40%. Terms apply. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. I don't want to focus too much on specifically firearms because I think that's less important yeah, than, and not the, the primary lesson of Portland, which is what is necessary to stop these people from showing up is consistent shows of force. And mm -hmm. I think one thing that I just kind of always found intellectually interesting is that, you know, when you, when you read about like military strategy, right? Um, for every like guy who's actually kicking indoors, getting into firefights in the field, you have you know, nine or 10 people behind him who are responsible for logistics, right? Um, that's the only way a modern military works. Uh, when you don't have a logistics train set up like that, things go like they did for Russia at the start of the invasion yeah. of Ukraine, <laughs> where you have like hundreds of tanks yeah. without fuel and shit. Um, when in Portland protests, an average uh, 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 for a large protest, I would say the average was around a thousand people. Now, that's a large protest. Often they were smaller. But when you would get these big hyped for a couple of weeks, the Proud Boys are coming to town, you'd easily get a thousand or two thousand people counter protesting. And, you know, it would be probably 10 or 15 percent who were who were showing up specifically ready to kind of throw down um, and ready to throw down and also with some experience doing it. And a much larger number who were, some of them were there as medics, some of them were handing out water or other beverages, they were handing out food, uh, there were people who were there just to yell and chant with signs to like be, you know, moral support, there were people there doing transport, blocking roads, um, people there doing, you know, um, intel and stuff, filming things, um, people who were there, uh, you know, doing stuff like um, covering up live streamers cameras with with bubble wrap sheets or we used to have a band full of people who dressed as bananas who would oh, yeah. kind of kind of try to distract and drown out the far right. There was one beautiful individual I saw a couple of times who was in black block except for they wore a kilt and they carried a pair of bagpipes. And when like you would get a couple of fascists approaching a protester and like trying to get into an argument, he would walk right up and he would just start playing the bagpipes so that they couldn't. That's <laughs> an offensive weapon. Um, yeah, yeah, it was yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah. But kind of more important than the specific, uh, you do need, and I, I don't want to like distract with this, you always need a core of people who are willing and ready to get into a fucking fight when you're doing this kind of activism. But the biggest thing is that people show up consistently. Um, and one of the things, Portland had a number of different organizations like Pop Mob, Popular Mor Mobilization, that kind of existed to organize less uh, radical, um, or at least kind of, and, and not, not necessarily less radical. Sometimes people who were just like, because of whatever in their life were much less interested in the actual getting into a fight thing, but understood that the more people show up, the safer it is and succeeded in ensuring that there was like a larger body of people at all of these events. And that along with more rat groups like Rose city, Antifa, who kind of particularly earlier in the fights was a big street presence as well as did a lot of research and then other kind of newer, um, and often kind of smaller anti-fascist collectives that would organize people to straight up fight. It was it was this mix of all of that that allowed it to be that whenever they showed up, there was always a group confronting them and it was nearly always larger. 
Um, and it got to the point at the height of 2020, you know, there was this right-wing protest before hand. Nobody quite knew how bad it was going to be. Garrison, you and I got there right as things were starting, and it was the the anti-fascists were outnumbered kind of at the beginning yeah. of the day, and things got really violent very quickly. Within an hour or two, though, about somewhere around a thousand people had showed up on the anti-fascist yeah. side and were organized and fighting. It was a very impressive response time. Yeah, and I think it is, it's the actual, it's the, I mean, people use the word, like the term the diversity of tactics often just to kind of defend actions that are more radical. Um, and yeah. there's the, there's the other side of diversity of tactics, which is pulling in all of the background support that creates the, the sustainability for more radical actions, like showing up and actually being a frontliner to get into fistfights with proud boys. Then there's the, all of the other stuff, like whether that's like medics, other support teams, uh, people playing, doing like queer dance parties to push fascists out of areas, all those types of things, not only make the environment more sustainable so people can show up over a larger period of time because they don't get so burnt out because all they're doing is fist fighting. Um, so I think those actions are another, I think that's, it's, it's worth not just ignoring those and not just discrediting those. Um, because once you have that type of presence and people know that you're gonna, that those are the types of environments that you're able to create when you're, outnumbered by fascists and you need to call and you need to put out a call for support if you if you have this kind of reputation that can that can help get a lot of people out very quickly and help with the that actually is like popular mobilization yeah. uh, that right that, that's what that's what that it's what that actually means so that's how you can get the anti-fascist side to outnumber the fascist side like we saw in 2020 um despite that not being the case when it when it, when it started yeah and I think because the main thing that ended that fight was the was the anti-fascist side just moving as a massive, massive block and just pushing the fascists out of the area. Like there's as, as soon as the fascist line broke and you have like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people in Portland streets directing the, the, the flow of movement. You can't you can't stop that. The, the force the force is too great. Um, and that requires there to be a large amount of people, including people who are not going to get into a fist fight with someone three times their size. Yeah, I think another thing um, that, that maybe is important is that like, and it's kind of at the core of anti-fascism, right? It, it's, it, it's possible for people who have not just different tactics, but different opinions uh, like uh, to create this broad based alliance and not get cross with each other for not agreeing on everything. And yeah, or. Or at least um, stop fighting with each other long enough to drive the fascists out. Because Portland, yes. by the way, another thing we should acknowledge, the Portland anti-fascist community can be quite messy. Um, there are a lot of different factions and disagreements, and there have been a lot of arguments up to the present day. But, you know, as a general rule, when the right showed up, people mobilized and and threw down against them, you know, despite the fact that, it was a mix of folks who were libs and folks who were radicals and folks who were, you know, um, something in between. Um, it was, uh, it, it, and again, I don't, this was never a, a particularly clean process and it didn't have to be. You know, you could point out, and and if we had longer, we could point out all number of different like flaws and shortcomings and like things that were were done that were wrong or unfair to somebody. But what was kind of more important than any of the ways in which the movement was flawed was at the end of the day that it persisted, that it kept 
bringing people out and that it kept resisting and that the right seems to have kind of blinked before the left did here. Like, that's what what matters more than anything about Portland. People felt comfortable enough to continue to come out and it felt worthwhile enough. Yeah. But for the anti, but specifically for the anti-fascist protests, they were able to create those environments that pe- that that families were felt totally comfortable coming out to, um, and people felt that it actually was worthwhile. Like there was, it was, it was worth it yeah. to take an afternoon out of your day to show up and say no, and to, yeah, and and if you're able to physically d- display, no, you can't, you can't come here. Yeah, and that was. Um... You know, obviously, when we talk about like, the difference between doing that against the police as opposed to the right, you know, the police have a, a more in their current form have absolutely. like 100, 150, <laughs> have, they've had 150 years or so to dig in, you know? Yes, absolutely. Um, it's a harder target. But yeah, I, I think the fact that, um, I think the fact that, I think one of the strengths of the movement in Portland was that as a general rule, a lot of people who had a pretty diverse set of beliefs all felt this is a thing I can do and should do. This is worthwhile and important. These people need to be opposed in the streets and that's worth some time out of my very limited fucking free time to go do. Um, and that, that is kind of, I think the primary lesson, if you want to know what other cities should take from Portland, it's the importance of, developing a community like that a community information network like that but also just like a community where people can all kind of, where where people feel like yes it is actually it is worthwhile for me to show up and participate in this right like that's the hard thing is getting across when there's um you know a book reading at a library that the proud boys are going to show up and protest it's it's it, yeah. it, it, getting getting the message out to people in the area and getting a couple of hundred folks to show up. Because if you can get 200 people to show up to something like that, there's never going to be that many fucking Proud Boys at the event. It's going to be 30 or 40 of them, or, or less, maybe a dozen. And if you're a fucking library and 20 Proud Boys show up to, like, cause a problem and you've got, like, a dozen kids inside getting rid of book or some shit, or it's a brunch, and, yeah, 20, 30 Proud Boys show up, you have a huge problem. People could get really hurt. They could get fucked up heading to their cars. They can get harassed. It's scary. If that number of Proud Boys shows up and 100, 150 people show up to counter them, um, then suddenly, number one, all of the people who are being threatened by the fascists get this feeling that like, oh my God, I'm actually supported by the community. That like people are willing to come out and defend me and defend people like me. And number two, the Proud Boys get the feeling that like, fuck, even even here, we're even in Dallas, right? We're we yeah. we might be outnumbered, you know? High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino. Glow with your best skin. Be confident in your skin. 
Be brave in your skin. With Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash, cover your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. Olay Body is a proud sponsor and supporter of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride, raising funds and support for the LGBTQ plus community. Olay Body wants you to feel empowered to live with confidence in your own skin, not just all month, but all year long. And when you feel the best in your skin, you can do anything. So this pride glow with confidence with the help of Olay Body. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Happy Pride! This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. I think because a few other cities where protests have continued and where they haven't they haven't in Portland, I think we yet we've we've seen a decent amount of activity this year in Salem. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of blood, and and there have been far right protests in Salem ever since twenty seventeen as well. Yes, um, and the other place that because because I just because I just did a deep dive into this is there's been a lot of people from the Portland area from Vancouver. Um, uh, planning to go up to uh, port towns in Washington. And it's been interesting talking with the people up there about um, this is the first time they've really seen a large influx of people. And it's it's people who don't, it's and, uh, the Proud Boys who are not comfortable showing up to Portland anymore, but instead they're going to drive three hours to go to this s- small town of 10,000 people. 
Yeah. Um, and then watching people in this in this local area figure out how they're going to respond to this has been super intriguing. Uh, there's been a whole bunch of people. There's been affinity groups in the area setting up medic trainings for for queer people who live in the town. Uh, there's been meetings between BIPOC groups and like more like gun-based uh, queer groups about how they can mutually support each other as the far right descends on their city. Um, and in some cases, you know, there was people in certain groups who at, at previous protests that's happened the past month, they did not feel comfortable going out to the front lines of this type of thing. Uh, but they were able to work with other organizers to set up kind of uh, like support kind of like uh, support like areas and even you kind of kind of like a, they described it as like a picnic that's like a quarter mile away and it creates like a buffer zone in between mm -hmm. people who want to go to the front lines and then this whole background of people that's supporting you and it's going to help you out if you need anything. Um, so all the various ways that you can you can incorporate a, a diversity of strategies and different type of groups into countering something that's moving to your city now. Um, just an in, in interesting note based on how much I've, I've heard people talk about, you know, Proud Boys coming up from Portland and, and, and Vancouver, just ending up feeling they have to drive three hours to other cities yeah. uh, to get, you know, their whatever, whatever they want to do. Yeah, the ideal thing is that they walk away not even beat up as much as demoralized and yep. feeling like it was a waste of time and money. Ideally, they and their gear get covered in fucking paint or something, um, and they lost six hours of time on a fucking Saturday. And if that kind of happens repeatedly, maybe they'll stop, you know, which is, which is again, the goal is for them to... Uh, feel like it's not worth coming out, you know, like that's what, the, yeah. like people, it, it's often said like, you know, make racists afraid again is a statement you heard a lot, particularly after 2016, but it's a little more complicated than that. It's not purely about fear. It's also, it's hopeless. You want to make yep. them hopeless. You want to feel like, make them to feel like there's no fucking point in showing up. And that's the most valuable thing is a victory condition. That's, that's above everything else is making them feel like there is no hope for their movement. I think that the most recent, uh, as as a time of recording, there was there was this uh, protest on the fifteenth. Um, that was a mix of like turfs and then a mix of far right people. There's this guy from Vancouver called the Common Sense Conservative who runs a little like video blog thing um, that he was organizing some people to go up. And I don't know. It's 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 there was like yeah, it's like thir thirty people, lots of them from out of state who traveled up as a part of this like turf anti trans side. And there was like 300 to 400 people from the local area who showed up and were like, no, you're not going to do this. Um, and ever since then, there's been a lot of infighting between the TERFs and the kind of more f far right people because it sucks. It, su it sucks when you have 300 people from the actual city that show up and go no and try to like physically remove you from this space. Yeah. And I think you can sort of see mirrors of this in like the way leftist like protests work, right? Where it's like it, it's it's a lot easier to hold together coalitions when you're winning, and the moment you start losing, the moment things start going wrong, like all of the infighting comes back, and, and the, you know move, entire movements will just disintegrate. And this this works the same way on the right. If you can if you can actually beat them consistently a few times, and you can start like holding on long enough for their their internal group dynamics to unravel. Like this, this is a way to beat them. Yeah. Yep. 
Um, well, that's about all I had to say. Not a complicated topic. Anything else? All right. Well, well, as, uh, yeah. Anyway, go, uh, go, go yell at a fucking Nazi. Um, go, go damage a fascist's body armor by spraying them with paint from a great distance. You know, go, go, uh, uh, I don't know. Do something else. Uh, bye. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sort. High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone, goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again! Platoon, present cell phone. High Five! High Five! Casino! Casino! Win at highfivecasino.com! High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash covers your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized, soft and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. For the third year, Olay Body is a proud sponsor of iHeartRadio and P&G's Can't Cancel Pride and supporter of the LGBTQ plus community. So this pride glow with confidence, not just all month, but all year long. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through six x visit tomboyx.com you wouldn't expect to hear that we're america's third best city for beer like this one or home to vibes like this and this it might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like whoa and hmm. not to mention we have one of the top zoos in the country so can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer.